0: very special friend of mine, someone that I really look up to, who's really helped the Pharmacy Podcast Network grow based on his faithfulness to our network, as well as the incredible amounts of information that he puts into his pharmacy technician program, as well as residency and his coaching through residency, Dr. Tony Guerra. This is a shout out to you. I think it's funny. Um, Tony tells the story that the first time he ever listened and heard his name, a uh, shout out it was kind of the beginning of our relationship because i was he's a, he was a listener to the pharmacy podcast and i was talking about one of his podcasts that was about pharmacy residency and that's actually how i recruited tony to the network so a shout out to you buddy thank you so much for everything that you do i i wanted to start out today's interview because that means something to me we just celebrated our 13th year of podcasting for the pharmacy industry and the pharmacy profession And I think that the journey to residency and understanding the opportunity that you have as a pharmacist saturated in health system um, in order to be the advocate for your patient to become the patient voice of all things medication management in a hospital system, that is no small feat. And there's so much stress that comes with that. And and just to get to that point and, and, and you absorbing what is um, status quo operations and what they do at that, at that health system as a pharmacist. However, you're expected to innovate and everyone that's a health system pharmacist that's listening to this right now, you know exactly what I mean. You, you see issues with processes, you see issues with workflow, you see how things are ran and you can actually help to improve those. So encouraging, pharmacist to go through residency for the right reasons, because you are passionate about um, healthcare in the hospital setting. This is important. So when I get an opportunity to talk with a pharmacist who's concentrated and who has written a book, this book is titled Journey to Pharmacy Residency, Stand Out from the Crowd, Interview Tips and Survival Guide for Achieving Your Goal. I want to introduce to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation, Dr. Diana Kirsty. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast.
1: Awesome! Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. Um, so happy to be with you, Todd. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your podcast today.
0: Absolutely, this is what it's all about. It's so what what can we do to improve processes? What can we do to improve safety measures? I just got done talking about um, clinical trials. How do pharmacists improve clinical trials? So today's subject is pharmacy residency. And it's about this book that you're really helping the pharmacist that is making some decisions. Someone's listening right now, they're driving to work, they're um, exercising, and they're considering a residency, and they're very nervous about understanding how to apply the steps to writing uh, the best in, in, in the best uh, curriculum and the CV and, you know, being at the right meetings and asking, uh, the right follow-up questions. It's, it's daunting and it stresses me out even thinking about, you know, being ready to go through an interview process again. Um, so I want you to, to share with the listeners, why did you write this book? Why, why were you inspired to write this book? And then just give us a summary of it.
1: Yes, of course. So throughout my pharmacy career, I had a lot of students ask me, uh, you know, like how do you do this? How do you do that? Like you have a family and you're so involved with a lot of things. I wanted to do a residency. How do I even start? Uh, like, how did you do this? So I'm like, okay, all the stress through the pharmacy residency and, and all the nerve wracking interviews and the overwhelming presentations and you have to go through resources here and there. And I wish I, I had this mentorship when I was applying to residency. So I decided to compile all the resources into this book. I had a lot of questions on, should I do a residency, Diana? Where do I even start? So this is the reason why I wrote this book. is like a, a story based on the journey to go to residency, but at the same time, it's like a practical guide that will help the students with the recommended skills and experiences, they can start building since P1 year, also other skills during P2, P3, and even P4. And this recommended skills and guidance that helped me, I want to share that to the students. And um, I have no doubt that they will stand out from the big applicant of, you know, the pharmacy residency application pool. All
0: right, so let's, Let's back up for a second. Let's say I am interested in the concept of residency. What do I have to think of from the beginning? What did you learn in the mistakes that you made in going through this yourself that you can kind of start us out um, as, as someone that's that's getting ready to even apply and do it the right way?
1: So my advice to all of the students or, you know, uh, to the ones listening to this is, Show up, like don't be shy. Pharmacists, you know, they tend to be a little bit um shy and go in behind the scenes, but pharmacy is evolving, and we have to be advocates for our profession, be innovative. So my recommendation would be to show up to the meetings, stand out by building your presentation skills, being part of organizations, practice public speaking, um, talking to the colleagues, to the preceptors, building the interpersonal skills that are needed to be a pharmacy leader. So starting from first year in pharmacy school, students don't know what's going on. Like, is it retail? Is it pharmacy? Is um, Is it IT? Is it research? So, so I recommend students kind of like tailored since since P1 on trying to understand what are the different areas in pharmacy and from there trying to stand out like building their interpersonal and communication skills since P1. That's very important.
0: That's really um, good advice. Um, I, I read some of the preface of the book and you, one of the things you mentioned in the preface was things to consider when applying to pharmacy residency programs. What specific things do you shout out uh, to someone that that wants to apply?
1: So some students don't know if they want to apply. Some, some are like, Diana, I don't have really much experience in like presentations or I, I'm not involved in certain organizations. I, I am really shy. I am like, and you know, this list of doubting, doubting starts like, I am not this, so I will not be ready to a pharmacy residency. So that is not true. In the book, pretty much I sum up of the things to consider before applying is, again, building the skills, not only getting good grades, of course, and understanding the medications, but the interpersonal skills will help you to get by not only as a resident, but also as a career. So again, being active in organizations, public speaking, um, making sure you write a good letter of intent, making sure you have a good CV and building your CV since P1 year.
0: How how do I know though? Do, is there a way to share, um, you know, a, a written CV, a written letter of intent? Is there a, is there encouragement in the book to tell me how to get that? How to get that critique? How to get the, who, you know, you you got to teach a residency, you know, someone in that process. Where do you get the critiquing? Where do you get somebody to look at what you're doing to make sure that it's it, it sounds good? Okay. Good?
1: Great question. So in the book, I mentioned tips on how to write a letter of intent. I provide an example on as a guide. I also tell the students how to properly format a CV for the pharmacy residency applications. And I also give them a template so they can play with it and serve as a good reference guide. So in regards to your question, This is a template that students can provide and like the validation or to make sure it's correct or not correct. I encourage students to reach out to their receptors and to reach out to several other pharmacists just to have like a double eye to make sure, you know, there are no like proofreading errors or some tips or guidance that they can provide. But in the book, I, I give them the templates necessary. For them to use as a reference, only like in one place, instead of like looking at thousands of CVs or letters of intent from other applicants, so this would be like an original template they can use as a reference.
0: What about timing? do you is, does this book go over a sense of timing of how to how aggressive to be in this process? How many schools I should be or not schools, how many hospital systems I should be reaching out to? Is there like a numbers game to this, Uh, you know, as as from a statistical perspective?
1: Yes. So the journey to the application process, it requires a, a timeline. Some tips to consider the timelines are important, like what to do. Um, you know, when you are applying, there's like a window of application. The earlier you apply, the better the timeline to reach out to perceptors for letters of intent, receptors are busy, so you have to make sure you have the letters of intent uh, on time, the transcripts as well. Some universities take a little bit longer than expected, so you have to make sure you request the transcripts before the application window closes. Also in regards to matching, you have to have like like a calendar of reminders a lot because, The application process is all about timelines. So in the book, I recommend what like the steps to follow in regards to that journey from beginning to the end of the application process, even during matching. During matching on how to rank your the programs that the students are interested in, I would recommend that no more than five or six, because applying to 10 to 14 to even 20 programs, like I have met some students do that. I believe it's just adding too much stress because they want to improve their chances of getting matched. But at the end of the day, you just need to prepare really, really good for that one interview that will guide you to success. So if you focus on doing a great job from the beginning, the first impression. Then the the higher are the chances to do a good job in the interview.
0: These processes and initiatives to residency and the pathway to residency is expensive. Uh, there's the need to network and go to these meetings. Can you talk about the expense of this process and what to what to be aware of so that you're not, you know, too surprised. <laughs>
1: Of course, absolutely. So going back a little bit, if the students applied to 20 programs and they got interviews to 15 of them, then that's a lot of money to spend to go to different states to interview. And so that's another consideration that the students have to take. Um, You know, there's a lot of like meetings, if you want to get your face out there, you have to spend for transportation, for the plane, for the hotels. So the student has to be diligent and very like decisive on what programs are most interested. So I would recommend to just tackle on the programs, five to six programs that are more interested to the students so that way, and set up a budget not go like over crazy because at the end, they're going to be spending up a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> it can be expensive.
0: <laughs> so the majority of these processes, such as the application, your uh, CV, maybe some video feed, maybe even a podcast that you do as part of your package To Is there a creative side of this that if you're more creative, do you stand out from the crowd um, is there is there a an element of creativity that goes into uh, packaging your um, your initiatives and in, in application and in the information that you present uh, to these health systems
1: Well, I would recommend that the highest it would be confidence it's not like how creative you are you can have like the most creative things but if if you're not confident on what you're saying or what the value that you will bring to that pharmacy program, then they're not gonna look at your how how many flowers you put on the slide. <laughs> it's about <laughs> it's about the value that you can that a student can bring to the pharmacy health system and the confidence that will that will help. So yes, of course it helps to be creative, but at the same time professional confident, and diligent on the type of information that the student is given to the, to the pharmacy program. And of course, to I would recommend the student to mention why, what value will the, will the student bring to that program as a pharmacy resident, because that's what is important too.
0: Health systems can be very specific to disease states. They could, uh, one health system could be famous in, uh, brain disease. Another health system could have a reputation in diabetes management. Another health system could be you know, known to concentrate on specific cancers and medication regimes, especially with specialty medications. Specialty medications are so expensive. So there's always a management advantage. Having that background of that specific health system, is there an element to that in your application process to really understand what the health system is you know is concentrating on
1: so it all depends on the student right so if the student has an interest in cancer then it would be recommended that the student focus the rotations in a cancer specific facility if the student is interested in psychiatry it would be recommended also at the same time to focus the rotations in psychiatry and also in in a in a facility that offers psychiatry rotations. Some students even look up to programs that also offer PGY-2s. For example, at the Miami VA, we had had residents already focused on psychiatry, so they did the PGY-1, and then they went ahead and did a PGY-2 because the Miami VA offers that specific area. So, yes if a student is interested in any specific area that I would recommend that that student look up for those programs that have that area of interest and that will really help them to, you know, to stand out from the applicant pool.
0: Excellent. Very good. So what advice do you have in, in wrapping up our interview today for, um, for the pharmacy resident and, and what they're going through?
1: Don't panic. This is a really, really um, exciting journey. It can be at times stressful, but that's why I wrote the book to help as a guidance on things to do, what to expect, even if you match, even if you don't match, you get the interview, you don't get the interview. Don't get discouraged with the bumps along the road. They're going to happen. If they don't happen, awesome, but um, just Keep moving forward, Uh, be confident, bring value to the pharmacy profession and uh, wishing the best of luck to the success of the students. Going to pharmacy residency is a wonderful career.
0: This has been a a valued discussion and understanding the the steps and the necessary uh, best practices for your journey to pharmacy residency. We were talking with Dr. Diana Kirsty. She's the author of *Journey to Pharmacy Residency: Standing Out from the Crowd*. Interviewing Tips and Survival Guide for Achieving Your Goal. Diana, this has been uh, special to us. Thank you for for being part of the Pharmacy Podcast Nation.
1: Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here.